Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lost in time. Hosted by DW Lawhorn. Talking all things 80s and lots of 80s rockets. Lost in time. Hello. Everybody, we are taking your way back today. Special edition of Lost in Time today. We'll be back next week with our regular fun music stuff with all the lost ladies and everybody else being in the studio. But today we want to bring you a special show. We've got a good friend of mine, Glenn Shelton. Glenn, how are you? Um, I'm doing great. I appreciate the invitation, DW. Yeah, good, good. And you know, of course, this show here is, is, is we talk a lot about 80s music stuff. But so that connection for us, we, we talked about it before, was you and I went to high school together. Yeah, and middle school. And middle school, <laughs> and in the 80s. That's right. And, uh, of course, one, one of the cool parts, I, I've told this story many, many times, and I'm sure you have too, we are true blood brothers. Absolutely. The yeah. only the only blood brother, literally, that I that I have. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> and, of course, if we were to do that today, we'd probably get locked up for <laughs> exactly. you know, doing this for, for a number of reasons, you know, just because of blood shedding and right, right. knives and everything else. And but uh, Back think, in the 70s, things were different. Yes. A whole lot more funner, I think. But, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and maybe, uh, you know, uh, when we did that blood brother thing, uh, uh, some of your DNA come over to me for writing because obviously <laughs> I've been writing some children's books. And uh, do, do you ever make any, like, dumb decisions and look back and go, what did I do that for? Yeah, I've made plenty. Okay, so so my stuff bled into you. That's, <laughs> That's pretty good. And I got my wife here. She'll agree with that. So. Yes, I might. Yeah. But uh, we want to thank you for coming in today. And uh, we'll talk about, uh, so when we first graduated high school, you, you went into teaching. Yes. And uh, God bless you for that, because I, that's definitely not something I would want to do. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I couldn't play sports like I used to as I got older. So I kind of traded that for coaching. Yes. And um, teaching just kind of fell in there with that. Right. Um, but I, I just I just love working with, with kids right. and youth. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and they need it. Of course, the, the whole thing is now they're just so disrespectful. You know, I, I, it I, has changed. Woody and I was talking about it earlier. His sister-in-law used to uh, teach and his wife was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And it just gotten so out of hand. Oh, yes. Uh, that... Uh, I know if I was teaching, just to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't last very long. But I'd be getting called to the office for sure. I, I learned yeah. I learned a lot of patience. Yes, yes. <laughs> in my years of teaching. <laughs> yeah. So uh, during that time, you you still in the background doing music? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really interesting. I I probably started my professional music career about the same time as I started my teaching career. Yeah. 
And so I did both of them and also um, worked in, in youth ministry at, at my church as well. So right. I was really doing three things for, for many years and, and until I finally gave, gave teaching up. Right. Right. <laughs> and so um, obviously you have the love for the music, the ministry, all that stuff goes hand in hand. Right. So, so at what point did you finally say, I, I, I think I'm, I'm going to just give us a shot and go for it. Well, it, it happened last, um, last March. Yeah. Um, a Nashville label invited me to record several songs in Nashville in January. Yeah. And uh, that went really well. And they invited me back in March and signed me to the label. And that's and Jordash? Jordash. Yes. And that's uh, two guys, uh, I think I was looking online, that started that? that uh, yes. That worked at other labels and decided to get into uh, their own stuff? Yeah. Jim, Jim Jordan is the owner, and Bruce Allen, who actually lives in Lexington, okay. is the CEO, and he's who I work with directly. Um, but I've met with Jim several times, too, both great guys, and um, I just appreciate them believing in me and giving me a shot. Right. Um, right. And that's when I realized that this was my shot and my chance that I've been waiting for. So kind of putting all the chips in the <laughs> in the deal there yeah. on this one. Yeah. So uh, so when you signed this deal, of course, you, you've, you know, no stranger to being on the stage, being in front of crowds, playing new music, being at the church, playing music, right. all that stuff. Uh, was it a different feeling? when you finally got that call to go do that in Nashville. Yes, it, it was very different. Like you said, I've been doing this for, for decades. Um, and I've had, I've been very blessed to be able to open up for over 50 well-known national acts through the years. And that's always a special thing. And I've, I've been able to perform at hundreds of, of events. Right. Um, but none of that was like getting signed by a Nashville label. Right. That was, that was a whole different thing because, I knew this was something much more significant. And I did have some Christian country releases back in um, 2009, 2010, and 2011, which did very well. Um, but this is my first true country right. national release. Right. And so you you had, had already written some songs uh, that you submitted right. to them on your own. And so was, the rest of it, did it just come along and say, okay, we, we need several more songs to fill this up and get with some, was it your band session musicians or who'd you get with to finish it up to, to put a pack together? Well, what happened is, um, we met and just kind of shared songs, you know, for a couple of weeks and, and, um, they had me listen to probably about 30 different songs that they had publishing too. And, um, with their guidance, we picked out the best three for me. Right. And, um, they listened to some other songs that I had recorded, but they, they weren't really interested in me doing any of those. And he asked me if I had any more. And I said, well, you know, I've got, I've got one more that a friend of mine and me put together um, back in 2020, and we just kind of recorded it in his basement. And um, I, I said, so you, know, you can listen to that if you want. And he immediately, after he listened to it, he said, you know, that's the one. Yeah. That's the one we got to record. So we, I still didn't know if that was going to be the release, but um, after we recorded all four, um, they picked that one immediately to be the release and, yeah. um, answer to the question about the session musicians. I had Tim McGraw's drummer, Allison Krause's guitar player, and a whole lineup like that. It was incredible. Wow. I mean, these guys are amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and, and not just amazing musicians, but they were just great guys to hang out yeah. with. 
just just really really humble guys. You know what I found is the great musicians, the pro, the true pros, they're so humble. Yeah, because they they know how hard it, how you know how much work it took them to get to where they are, and they are humbled by that. I believe. And and now they can add to their list that they have played with Glenn Shelton. <laughs> oh yeah, with, without right. a doubt. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so so that one song you're talking about is called "Writing You a Love Song." Yes. And uh, you you actually sat down and wrote that about your wife, right? Or to your wife? I, or? I sure did. Yeah. You know, during 2020, I had five dates. That's the least amount of dates by far I've ever had in my singing career. Yeah. And so I just had a lot more time. And, you know, um, they, uh, they asked a country singer a while back. Um, I guess it was um, Stapleton. Chris Stapleton is yep. that sound right? Yeah, Chris Stapleton. Yeah. They, they asked him how many how many songs he'd written. He said about a thousand. Wow. He said how many good ones have you written? He said about ten. Yeah. I, I think that that was the quote. Well, I'm going to kind of steal a little bit of what he said. I I've probably written a couple hundred songs, but honestly, I don't really think I have ever written a really good one until the the love song. And right. And and it was amazing. It, it took me probably 15, 20 minutes to write it. Wow. It just came to me one night. And, um, and I just kind of thought at first, well, this is just kind of a personal song to my wife and probably never even recorded. But, um, after a few people heard it and especially the label heard it and liked it, I thought, well, maybe we have something in that proved to me that maybe writing the authentic songs is actually going to be more effective than writing about things that I'm maybe not be quite as experienced yeah. or familiar with. Yeah. In other words, the the authenticity of that song was just simply a song that I personally wrote to my wife. Yeah. A lot of other songs were maybe stories I've heard about. Yeah, not true life experience. Right, yeah. right. So that was that was kind of Well, you know, cool. I've heard, uh, you know, I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, radio shows, you know, on satellite stuff and hear people talk about that, that a lot of the biggest hits people have were, were done in 30 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. And then ones they spend weeks, hours, months on and pour into do nothing. Right. Well, you, know. you probably heard the story of Bart Millard from Mercy Me on I Can Only Imagine. Yeah. You know, Amy Grant was going to cut it. Yeah. And, and Amy said, you need to cut it. And he supposedly had written that song in 10 or 15 minutes. And yeah. She supposedly corrected him and said, no, you wrote that yeah. your whole life, even though you might not have spent but 15 minutes writing the song. Yeah. Your whole life led you up to that point. Yeah. And so that was a... That was a neat, yeah, neat thing there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when you, when you're down in Nashville uh, at the studio and stuff, like you run into anybody, run into anybody else while you was in town? Or? No, but I saw a whole lot of famous people's stuff hanging on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> we we uh, recorded in the Omni Studio. I mean, it, of all studios that I had a chance to record in, it was it was that studio that's filled with so much history. Yeah. I mean, just this countless number of famous people recorded there at the Omni studio. Yeah. And, and for me to be on a label recording at that, I mean that right there, even if it would have, even if that would have been the end, yes. that would have been worth it. So who, who was some of the people uh, that oh, was at the Omni? I'm not familiar tra- with it. So Travis Tritt. And okay. I mean, just countless numbers. I, I can't remember all of them because it was just one after the other, but the Travis Tritt's gold record for Country Club, I remember that that stuck out in my mind. Yeah, I, I saw that, and that was pretty cool. And hey. it was just a whole whole bunch of other people. And, and Nashville has has become 
the hub not only for country music, but for music in general. It's amazing. Um, and, and a couple of examples of that is uh, Mick Mars, the guitar player from Motley Crue, mm. uh, recently moved to Nashville, right outside of Nashville. Uh, and before they reunited and went on their stadium tour of their own now, he was in the process of, of writing a solo album. Mm. And and they said, well, that's kind of odd. You know, you're into heavy rock stuff. You moved to Nashville. And he said, well, all the greatest musicians are in the Nashville area. Mm. And, and that's why he wanted to be there. That's interesting. Um, mm. L.A. Guns, you heard of them. Mm, uh, yeah. we, we, rest, we recently um, got hooked up with them, had a little nice run with them and, mm. and become friends with them. And the guitar player for them, Ace Von Johnson, mm. who has lived in L, born in L.A. and, you know, lived out there and stuff like that. Uh, when we, when we got to correspond with him and, and mailed him some stuff and vice versa, he's in Nashville. Hmm. And I asked him the question and it's like, and that's kind of odd. You're LA guns and you've been LA based and you're in Nashville hmm. and same thing. You know, th- this is the music hub. And then the other thing he said was that, well, for what he was getting a, an apartment, a nice apartment for in LA, he's got a house in 10 acres in, wow. in Tennessee hmm. that, you know, cause it costs a living. Right. But the other thing was with just being so close to so many talented people, whether it be producers, you know, session musicians, writers, everything is right there. Right. So that, that that's good. You know, you got to get in your environment. And so that works out good to go down there and do that. So yeah, the talent in that, in that one little area of the world is, yeah. is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> How many how many takes to get your song writing your love song the the one think, the ones on there now I think we recorded it three times but I think they um, used most of the second take yeah um, the the first one was kind of a warm up the second one was what we used most of it on and then they did a third one just in case they needed it but yeah um, yeah I think that was pretty standard for all the songs we did three okay good well we're gonna we're gonna cue that up and play it Woody. Cool. And listen then, and we'll talk some more about it afterwards. Sounds good. Make a good wife feel lonely So I'm writing you a love song Nothing about anything wrong Just the good stuff Ain't no time to be tough Gonna wear it on my sleeve Bring whatever you need, yeah Ain't even gonna try to be strong Cause I'm writing you Just let it flow Everything I'm feeling I want you to know Baby, you're a gift God gave me in this world Your heart, your soul, and your body, girl So I'm writing you a love song Nothing about anything wrong Just a good
I'm writing you a love song Nothing about anything wrong Just the good stuff Ain't no time to be tough I'm gonna wear it on my sleeve Bring whatever you need, yeah Ain't even gonna try to be strong Cause I'm writing you a love song I'm writing you a love song Sing it all night long I'm writing you a love song I'm writing you a love song Beautiful. Man, that's beautiful. That was very, very nice. I Thank like you. that. So when you was doing that, so did your wife get to hear it as you was doing it all, or did you wait till it was finished and then said, check this out? She she was there through the whole process, yeah. taking pictures and yeah. listening. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. She, so she obviously loved oh, it. Oh, yeah. And that, yeah. that you know, that's been a big, big benefit for me over the last six months or so, because anytime I'm in trouble with my wife, I just say, I did write you a love song. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that right. would work for and, a while. And you know, it, it, without fail, I yeah. get a smile. There you go. That's, <laughs> so, that's all. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, but before we went on uh, on air here talking, you, you we was talking about how you opened up for uh, Randy Travis. Yes. And back uh, in in height of his career. Yeah. So so uh, tell us a little bit about some of the other big name artists you've opened up for. Oh man, um, more recently, Jameson Rogers um, actually opened up for him back in March. Um, he had. Uh, a number one billboard song called Some Girls. Yeah. Some girls get their mama on the phone, take a trip back home, pretend they never knew the guy. Yeah. Um, and then um, uh, he did That's a awesome. duet with another guy on, uh, there's a cold beer calling my name. I forgot who the, it might have been, um, I'm drawing a blank. It might have been Luke Combs. Yeah. yeah. You can my check wife, that. My wife, I reckon, she, now my <laughs> wife is a country music person. I, I will listen to it to bear with her, but you know I'm I'm more of a rock guy. You know I, I'm listening to Ozzy and right. uh, you know stuff like that. Doc and I like the old stuff. Listen to that, but she's always listening to the yeah. country stuff. Jameson so. Rogers and Luke Combs. Luke Combs. Luke okay. Combs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I did a show with him in March, and uh, I've I've worked with uh, Joe Nichols and um, um, Randy Travis and Lone Star. I actually worked with th- those guys a long time ago. Back when John Rich and Richie McDonald were yeah. part of Lone Star, yeah, that was that was cool uh, because they both kind of went on their yeah. own, and John Rich went with Big and Rich. Big and later. Rich, yeah, yeah, and uh, and then about you know fifty in between. I mean, yeah. Ricky Van Shelt and Tracy Bird, uh, yeah. you know, a whole bunch of. Uh, but Randy was cool because I actually did a show with him in Lynchburg in yeah. two thousand five. Okay, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah. Back I, when, I, well, that's, you said it's back when the wooden crosses, yeah, three wooden three crosses. wooden crosses. What a great, song? great song! Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, talk about big and rich. Uh, Kenny, what's his name? Kenny, uh, uh, big, big Kenny. I big can't Kenny. remember what his last name. You know, is. he he's up from. Um, oh God, uh, going up twenty nine past Livingston, going up Northern Virginia. Starts, hmm. starts with a C. What is it there? Cro- um, Crozet. No, not Crozet. Oh, um, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, I, I, I just can't. You talking about where the custard stand is in Nelson County? Yeah, right past that. Um, um, not Lovingston, but it's, it's right after that. Uh, that guy Tammy comes down to the races, got the dealership up there. You know, 
Uh, I don't know. Oh, come on. Now you're not no help? God, I'm from, I'm from there, pepper. too. Oh, salt pepper. pepper. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's north of yeah. Nelson County. That, okay. That's where he's from. Okay. And oh. uh, I was watching I was watching a documentary on him uh, one night talking about, you know, how he got started and stuff mm. in Culpepper. And he talked about how the many nights he, he would drive from Culpepper to um, Catalanis huh. to, to see people like Tracy Bird, you know, who was there a lot. Yep, and he he brought that up in his documentary about that. That's, something. that yeah. that's actually where I opened for Tracy Bird was at Catalan. At Catalan, wow. yeah. Back when he had, um, I tip my hat to the keeper of the stars. Yeah. That was number one when we opened up for him. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, he, he had a lot of a lot of great songs. Yeah, yeah. Big Kenny is Kenneth Alphine. Alphine, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some William Al- Kenneth Alphine. There's some Alphines in Bedford. Mm-hmm. I don't think into it or not. Yeah, yeah, Christy. Yeah, yeah. Jeff. Yeah, cool. Uh, am I correct that I see you one late night? I was flipping the channels, Midwest Country. Was you on there? Um, I don't know. I know I've been on some um, shows with Virginia Dreams. Yes, that's um, it. Yeah, yeah, Virginia Midwest Country is another one watch, but it's Virginia Dream. Yes, yes, I, yep. saw, I saw you there one night. I was flicking the channels. I said, "Look at that, my blood brother on TV there." So, yep, and yep. they used to um, years ago. I think that was national, but I think they went more regional recently. Yeah, yep. but um, yeah, yeah, I did a lot of shows with them, and we actually used to do live shows and bring in um, a national act on yep. all of them. You ever, you ever played Kings Dominion? No, but I've heard it's a great place to play. Yeah. Uh, that's where, um, Alan Jackson wrote, um, what's the song about the jukebox? Oh, oh. don't rock the jukebox. Yeah. Yes. He, I, he supposedly leaned up against it yes. or something. Yeah. And, and, uh, <laughs> we, we was watching, uh, on, uh, A&E, uh, was it biography on A&E? Mm-hmm. We'd watched it, but they had, uh, Alan Jackson, uh, the documentary is called small town country yeah, boy. I think Ooh. so. And he was, he was a car salesman. Ooh. And selling cars and everything, and he was doing that. And he was playing at King's Dominion, huh. staying at a hotel in Doswell, Ooh. and went to the bar downstairs that night. <laughs> and he went over and leaned up, and the guy at the bartender goes, Hey, don't lean up against that thing. You know, he, he told the whole story. <laughs> Remember that? We was watching yeah, it. Yeah, I do. And uh, don't rock and, the jukebox. <laughs> and then he went back and, and wrote that song. Huh. That's pretty know? good. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, uh, um, all these people you opened up for. Some of them very nice. You ever run into some that are really starstruck and you know, not very nice? Some, some of them kind of kept to themselves, and I think it might have just been a vocal deal. I, I did a show with um, Tanya Tucker one time, and I don't think it was that she was rude or anything. I just think she was probably trying to save her voice, but no no, no joke. She Her bus pulled up like 10 feet from the stage, and she never got off the bus until like showtime. You know, she got her band and everybody just check her mic, and as soon as the show was over, she walked yeah. right back on the bus. So I never even really got a chance to meet her. But um, some some people that stick out in my mind for being just extremely polite and and kind um, as far as working with them. Uh, one of them is Daryl Worley. I don't know if you remember him, but he had an "Have You Forgotten?" Yeah. Um, and many he had several number one songs. Yeah. Um, but it's been probably fifteen years or so. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He actually requested that my wife and I come on the bus with him. Okay, cool. And spend time with him. And that was that was so cool to have somebody, because I try to stay out of their way. Yeah. I don't want to bother them. Um, and then Jameson Rogers, man, I mean, we hung out before the show. Um and uh, just just talked about some things, and he was really really cool, really yeah. laid back. I mean, so so humble. You'd never know he just had a number one Billboard song. Right. Probably the 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 one that sticks out in my mind the most is Jimmy Fortune from the Statler yeah. oh, Brothers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy is he's one of the nicest guys yeah. you'd ever meet. And so yeah, I was I got a funny story for you if I got time. You to got tell time. It. We got all the time I, in I'll, the world. I'll, man. I'll make it quick. Yeah. But was doing a show uh, at Radford. I did a bunch of shows with him Radford fourth of july and um i like to eat tuna from the bag like when i'm on the road yeah because it's an easy way to get my protein in for the day and so i was kind of over near the sound eating my tuna and jimmy jimmy walked up to me and said man come on come on with me up on the bus and so i had my bag of tuna with me and i walked on the bus and after a couple minutes jimmy's wife said jimmy i smell the sewer yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I'm thinking, oh no, uh, yeah, I think she smells my tuna. And and Jimmy said, oh, he said, yeah, I smell something. I said, I think it's my tuna. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I, I I think I made a quick a quick visit there yeah. and went back out and <laughs> finished yeah. my tuna. But that was that was my funny story with Jimmy yeah. Fortune. But great guy. Also John Snyder. Yeah. From the Dukes. Dukes past, yeah. Man, John Snyder and I sat in the back room at a show after sound check one day for probably twenty or thirty minutes. Just just me and John. And just he talked about his dogs, talked about his family, just talked to me like I was one of his friends. Yeah. And I was just amazed at how just friendly he was. Yeah. There was no, no, uh, you know, no ego. He was just just a good, good guy. And so, you know, things happen like that and they mean a lot to you when they happen, but they mean even more when you think back about right. it. Right. That's right. And, and Jimmy Fortune, you know, of course, he's just right over the mountain there. Oh, yeah. Uh, you you probably good enough for you. probably got his number in your phone. <laughs> ne- next time you see him and talk to him, ask him because he briefly worked at the training school in Madison Heights. Huh. I didn't know that. Yes. Years ago. Wow. He, Was he, that before the Statlers? Before the Statlers. Huh. He, he worked over there. Huh. Uh, I, I forget whether he was. Huh some kind of social services person or something, but he had a brief stint at the training oh, school. Wow. There. Yeah. And then, and then shortly after, of course he was, he was traveling and singing and stuff like that. And then, right. uh, and then he got with the Statler brothers, which hmm. was, which was cool to him. But yeah. And the reason why I was asking you about, you know, running into people who's nice, who's not, because uh, another friend of mine who uh, sings at a lot of churches and uh, does local shows, stuff like that, he, he got to, uh, lucky to open up for a couple big name apps acts. And he told me about how one was just really so starstruck and was really mm. rude and, oh man, and, and all that stuff to him. And, uh, yeah, I've honestly never ran into that. I, like I said, I've ran into some that I didn't get a chance to meet, but yeah, luckily I've never ran into somebody that was so full of themselves. Yeah. And, and, I, and I hate to hear those kind of stories because, yeah. you know, everybody starts off somewhere. That's right. You know, and, and at the end of the day, you still put your pants on the same, right. all that stuff. So, you know, being rude to somebody like that is just, is just really out of the question. Well, yeah, and, and really, to me, in any field, the true professionals are humble, like yeah. the studio musicians yeah. I referenced earlier, because they, they know their, their talent 
Yeah. I, I believe they know their talent comes from the Lord. I mean, yep. They might not profess to be a Christian, but I mean, yep. I, I really believe that a true professional knows, hey, that I was I was given this ability. Yes. And, you know, I, I have refined it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I've worked hard. But, you know, I think success really for a true professional should humble you. Yes. If it does the opposite, I you know I I don't I don't know I know some people have been successful having the different attitude, but yes, I think being humble, uh, you know, is going to draw more fans definitely too. <laughs> right. So uh, when when you was uh, playing music for starting out, was there an artist did you that you went to see in concert that you were just in awe of, and then you get to open for him? It's like oh wow now <laughs> now I've made it here. Well, I never opened for Alan Jackson, but. Um, I did see Alan back in the early nineties when I was kind of getting a start and yep. I, I appreciated his just kind demeanor yep. um, and the way he, way he did things. And I never got to see George Strait in concert or open up for him, but man, I, I sure was heavily influenced by, yep. by yep. him. Yep. Um, so, um, and so you're, you're right in the middle of a tour now. Doing yes, stuff. Yes. And, and, you know, I did think of one person though, yep. from that last question, I used to love T. Graham Brown, and I, yeah. I got a chance to do two or three shows with him. Yeah, so that that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. But but yeah, we're um, we kind of started hitting it pretty hard um, in May. I mean, I had some dates, you know, earlier in the year, but May the uh, outdoor festivals opened up, and so it's been a blur. I mean, the last yeah. uh, last few months, I've been driving like a thousand miles here, a thousand miles there. Yeah. It's been it's been crazy, but it's been a good year. Yeah, I think that's what you texted me the other day. We was texting back and forth. You said like eleven hundred miles in three days. Yeah, wow. yeah. And part of that is my uh, my booking agent. I'm gonna fire him. Yeah. Um, my booking agent is me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so he I've already I've already let him know he's he's pretty much gonna be fired. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he. He had me going, I say he in the third person. Yeah. Um, I was going from, um, let's see, I drove to Rockingham County Fair in Harrisonburg, back to the Lynchburg area, then south of Charlotte near the north, near the South Carolina border the next day, only to drive the next day all the way up to northern Virginia. Yeah. And that's just. Yeah. That's just poor planning. Yeah. And you know, if I was if I was on a bus, that's one thing. Right. But, you know, when I'm actually driving. You you're driving and still yeah. staying in them crappy hotels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All that stuff. I, well, I do have a, a standard though, is uh is Hampton Inn. Yeah. Hampton Inn slash Hilton. That's yeah. kinda and and uh, you know, my wife um has become more idealistic as we've gotten married. She's actually become more idealistic than I have. And I've been telling her, sometimes you just got to let your ideals go. Yeah. But there's two ideals I won't let go. The Hampton Inn slash Hilton yeah. and Chick-fil-A. Yes. That, uh-huh. that's, that's, my, that's my road food restaurant. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I, I just have a, a trust for the Chick-fil-A chains. I think they get great employees. Yes. And the food's always great. Always. Uh, yeah. Always. So that's kind of my my two ideals are Hampton Inns and Chick-fil-A on the road. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, when, when we travel, uh, T- Tammy's choice is Holiday Inn Express. Yes. Oh, they're yeah. good too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I've stayed in a couple of those. Yeah. Yeah. She she's usually looking ahead and go, Well, you know, there's a Holiday Inn Express right here. Yep. So, there's so. one in Beckley that I actually have, have stayed in that. They have times. the best breakfast. Yeah. Yes. They really do. <laughs> yeah. Sleep like a baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um um same thing with her. We we go camping a lot, you know. Mm. So when we first got together, I said, uh, you want to go camping? She's like, Well, I don't know. Can I ask you some questions first? So I'm <laughs> like, Yeah. She's like 
you got a bathroom and a shower? Yeah. I need a hairdryer, flat iron, <laughs> uh, you know, the whole list. And yeah. We answered yes to them all. So we went camping. That's good. Yeah. So I said, yeah, we do that. So we ended up buying a big motor home and, oh, man. and uh, just right. recently got a fifth wheel too. And, wow. Uh, that, that's been the, the fifth wheel is real nice. It's got four slides on it. Mm. I mean, when you're in it, you think you're in a, you know, a wow. nice double wide or something, you know? Yeah. We don't have to pull that anywhere. We acquired a piece of property in Martinsville. So mm. we just parked it there. We, and we that's left our that there. I'm away from home. We just oh, run, wow. run down there on the weekends and stuff like that. That is nice. Have a good time. Yeah. And, uh, that's what, that's what you need to do. Get hooked up with them and play the, uh, cause they have the fair down there at, at the track. Oh, and uh, they have is that concerts. Henry County. Yeah. Okay. Henry County. Henry Fair. County yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. And our, oh, and our property is right there beside it. Oh wow. A uh, couple of years ago, uh, Phil Vassar played down there, hmm. and then uh, a friend of mine uh, and Pam, the other girls on the show with us, uh, Jeff Smith, who's from Amherst, he yeah. pl- he plays for for Phil. For Phil. Yeah. Yeah. So we uh, we always hit him up and talk to him and yeah and friends him on Facebook and see all the cool stuff he's he does and stuff, you know, they, last time they came through the area, he had pictures where, uh, well, it might've been a couple of times ago, but they stopped their tour bus in front of the tea room then in the middle of the road and when it cool. ran into the tea room to get some Westerns <laughs> and stuff like that. So it's, it's always been pretty cool. So, um, social media, uh, Glenn Shelton mix where we find you on everything. Yes. Yeah. Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, uh, all the, all the platforms, Glenn Shelton mix, Glenn Shelton mix. Yes. And uh, got your video. You just released a video for the song, so we need to give that a plug to everybody. Go check it out, get those views up. Yes, and watch that. If if you could just Google Glenn Shelton YouTube, writing you a love song, and watch the full video. We're uh, we're trying to get as many views and subscribers with that. And then my website is glennshelton.com. Glenn with one N and Shelton with a T. Yeah, and uh, so. Any any other songs on there you gonna be doing videos for, or you don't know yet? Or? You know, we um a, a friend of mine actually um there I think there is a YouTube video of a song called "America Honor God." It was one of the songs that I cut in Nashville, and um it's more of a Christian country yep. type song. Yeah, but and I did not write that one, but it it's an incredible song. It, yeah. it really is. So that would be that would be a good one to check out as well. And I've got a I've got a clip. Of America, Honor God, and and the love song on my website too, yep. the homepage. So uh, back back to the '80s things. So any '80s country artists that you really liked, listened to? I know you TJ TG Brown, uh, T Graham Brown, T Graham Brown was one. Yep. Any other ones that you used to like? And Probably the, the the two that that come to mind are, are Alabama and uh, and Randy Travis. Yeah. And um, I, I heard a story recently, and this was from the CEO of Jordash, so it was certainly told to be a true story. But Alabama, um, actually, I the first time I sang professionally on stage was at the Bowery in, in Myrtle, Myrtle Beach. Beach. Okay, yeah, years ago. Yeah, we've seen that before down there. Yeah, and and um, but Alabama had left because yeah. this was in the in the nineties, and um, yeah. uh, the Bounty Hunters was the band that had took over for Alabama, and. The story that that my CEO or the CEO of the label said is overnight, Alabama went from uh, from making hundreds of dollars a week to thousands of dollars per show overnight. Yeah. And it was just such a cool thing to show what 
you know, radio will do for you and, and getting, you know, their name out there yep. because I mean, they had been at the Bowery for so many years yep. and it wasn't that they got better all of a sudden. Yeah. It's they got more known. Yeah. You know, they were like the big fish in, in Myrtle beach, but right. then they became the big fish worldwide. Yeah. And so they, they, I, you know, I mean, Alabama through the eighties, they were, they were pretty, pretty big. And, yep. and I think the cool thing is Alabama was a group where, a lot of other people that did not like country music actually embraced this yes. because they were so good. Yes. They're so talented. And co- of course now, you know, um, and, and like I said, Tammy, you like all this country stuff, but you know, anymore country leans towards more pop <laughs> yeah. and rock than it does country, true country. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a big crossover. Now. Right. And, and some of it, it I like, but some of it I think went a little too far. Yeah. But I really respect people like Cody Johnson who, who has kept it, you know, true country. Yeah. But I, I mean, I do appreciate, you know, some of the, you know, the country slash pop. Yeah. I mean, I like, I like Luke Bryan. I mean, and yeah. Luke Bryan's kind of mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. I think in my opinion, Luke Bryan has got one of the best voices in country music along with Morgan Wallen. Right. Uh, as far as just true talent. Yeah. Um, never had a chance to work with either of those guys, but I think they're, yeah, they're hope, hopefully, you talented. hopefully you will. <laughs> yeah, so. that would be cool. And, and you, uh, you're getting ready to start a, a, a radio tour. Uh, you're yes. going to be visiting radio stations, plugging all your stuff yep. and, and everything. So who lines that up for you? You The, um, the radio promotions team that the label works okay. with. And so we're, we're probably going to start that sometime later this month into October, maybe even November. So they'll, just, they'll hit you up and say, here's, here's where we need you to go. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and, and that'll work. Cause you know, first thing I think about is like, um, uh, the Doobie brothers. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, came to Roanoke on a, on a radio tour. And that's where they played the B side while they was there, which was not the song they was there to promote. Hmm. Um, but the B side was listen to the music. Huh? And they, while they was there, they was like, Hey, flip that over and play the B side while we're here. Wow. And it became a hit. That's pretty cool. You know? <laughs> and, uh, so that, 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 that is pretty cool. Huh. That kind of stuff. And, um, George asked records that you're signed with. Mm-hmm. With some of the other people, but you know, I know they did other stuff for the King Jordash, so they obviously work somewhere else. So well, they, they've worked um, with some big names before. Well, Keith Keith Bryant, um, it, I think he's still technically part of the label. Um, he hasn't had any releases recently, um, but Keith is one of the best guys you'll ever meet, and yeah. um, he's from the Lexington area, and he yeah. actually had a couple songs. Um, I believe on the, on the billboard yeah. charts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so, and, and, uh, Bruce has worked with Keith for years. Yeah. Um, and then they've, uh, they've got a couple other guys. Will Reed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they recently signed him maybe a year or so before me. And, um, he's had two songs that have been on the music row chart, uh, recently and, uh, Mark Nicholson. Yep. Um, and he's actually had a music row hit as well. I think Mark's been on the label for several years, but, both of those guys are, are incredible singers and to, to be on a label with, you know, those guys and Keith and, and yeah. just the, the history that is behind uh, Keith and Bruce. I just, it's, it's an honor to, to be with them. And, and your song last couple of weeks on the uh, new music release charts has, has been inching its way up. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, it uh, went to number 29 on new music weekly yeah. uh, digital that, yeah. and then the country, I think it's still around 60. Um, but the, uh, the digital is like the internet radio yep. stations. And so it was pretty cool kind of seeing that song there with many other, yep. you know, m- mostly the big famous people yep. there yep. on the charts. So that was, 
that was cool. And it's all due to the, you know, the work that uh, Bruce is putting in, you know, yep. with the radio promotions team because they, they get all the hard work done because, you know, nobody would even hear of your song if it wasn't for those guys getting it out there to the stations. Yep. That's right. How, how many more shows, you know, you got booked up for now at the end of the year? Um, Roughly probably 20 more in the next few months. Um, I've done about probably 50 so far. Yep. And, um, and, but we're already starting to, you know, get next year lined up. Yeah. Next year's already ready coming in. And, and of course that song you wrote for your wife could never get old. You're never going to get tired of singing that. Yeah. I'm going to play that card yeah. as long as I live. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good one to play. I, I wrote you a love song. That's, it. that's awesome. That's yep. awesome. Well, um, we'll get ready to wrap up. Uh, Glenn, uh, thank you for coming in. And we want to make sure to tell everybody, check you out on social media, Glenn Shelton Mix. Yes. Uh, your website, glennshelton.com. Google the video. Make sure we get people to watch it, plug it. Um, of course, we'll have this posted up this afternoon. You can share this on all your social media platforms. We'll push it out there. Anything I missed, anything you want to add while you're here? Well, only thing I want to add is just thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I just I really appreciate it. I mean, and the the history that we have yes, as friends awesome. yes. and for you to extend the offer for me to do this. Oh yeah. That means a whole lot. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, man, love, love you like a brother. Well, that's you know? right. <laughs> and we had a lot Amen. of good times. I, I think about, I think about people in high school and you know, all that stuff, people we had a good time with. I still stay in touch with a few people, you know? Yeah. And uh, I always think, you know, remember Jan Brooks? Oh yeah. Jan, I always yeah. tell people that uh, Jan don't need to carry a gun cause she could throw a softball so hard and fast <laughs> All she had to do was hit you in the head. She was an amazing athlete. Yes. Yes. Just hit you in the head with a softball and you're done. Yep. I, we actually have corresponded a little bit recently on yep. Facebook. Um, I've been kind of reconnecting with people. I yeah. mean, seriously, man, until a few months ago, I didn't even have social media. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm a little, little old school there. Yeah. We had one Facebook page like 12 years ago from a Christian country releases that somebody yep. in Nashville kind of work. Um, but uh, a, a group that I've been working with in Nashville in three months has built my social media up to what it is. And it's incredible what they've done. Yeah. Um, so uh, I just appreciate all the people that have been working with me. I appreciate all, all of my friends and, and, uh, supporters and appreciate my church family as well. Yeah. And, uh, but mainly appreciate, you know, my wife and, and, and and the Lord for giving me the talent. That's what all of us are here for. Yes. And you know, uh, a Bedford connection there, uh, with Jan, her father-in-law, Tammy, you remember this. Her father-in-law was the police chief here for many years. Uh, Tommy Harrison. Huh. I know the name. I don't know who he is. Yes. Uh, they they lived right up on Helm Street up there. But, mm-hmm. yeah, for many, many years, Chief Harrison was was the chief here in Bedford. So wow, it's always cool. cool. It's a small yeah. world, small circle. It so. sure is. Yep. Tammy, anything you want to add? No, I was just really glad to meet you finally. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Tammy. Woody? Oh, man, your voice. Every time he would just kind of chime in with a song. Oh, yeah. He was, was like, great. good Lord. Yeah. Look, listen to that voice. That's yeah. amazing. That's awesome. so, so I'm just, I'm, thank you for coming by. This, so this has your, been fun. We'll ask you that thank before you. we go. So what, what's your favorite song to sing that from another artist that you play in concert? Hmm. Uh, all time or just this season? Any, either one. Okay. Yeah. Well, th- this season, I would say probably Till You Can't. Yeah. Um, you know that song, Tim? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's just, that's, to me, that is the type of song like Live Like You Were Dying. Yeah. Uh, the first time I heard Live Like You Were Dying, I actually stopped my car and pulled off the road and I called my wife and yeah. I said, I guarantee you, yeah, guarantee you this will be a number one hit for yeah. 
for Tim McGraw, and it yep. was. So I would say all time probably live like you were dying. Yep. But this season, Cody Johnson, till you can't, because while I do fun songs and just, you know, songs that don't really have a special meaning, one of my big uh, objectives is to do things that uplift people yep. and make a difference in people's lives and certainly always do some things for the military. Well, uh, because they're they are the oh, heroes, yeah. the, the military yeah. and the veterans are the heroes of this country. Well, pop, pop off a little till you can't for us. We'll All go right. for that. If you got a chance, take it, take it while you got a chance. If you got a dream, chase it, cause a dream won't chase you back. If you're going to love somebody, hold them as long and as strong and as close as you can until you can. Awesome. Man. <laughs> That what, is awesome. What is that? A tear coming down? Oh your face my gosh! I'm glad I'm behind the computer over here. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is all. You, and you got a great voice. Well, yeah. thank you. Great I mean, voice. you know, it's just I, I tell the guys in the band all the time, y'all are doing the hard work. Yeah. I mean, I, my part is easy. I mean, yeah. All I'm doing is singing. Yeah. I ain't doing anything hard. <laughs> yeah. The hard work is what all the other guys do, the sound engineer and the musicians. So yeah. I'm just I'm just blessed to have so many great people to be working with. Yeah. I'm just I'm just basically hanging on and enjoying the ride. Well, uh, awesome. well, we, we're we're going to get you to commit to something before we go off here before we leave. Cool. When you make it big, you're going to come back here. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I I don't want to be negative, but uh, I know that that's a long shot. But no. I'll come back here regardless. Okay. That sounds good. Regardless of how big or how little I make it, okay. I'll, I'll be back. That'll work. <laughs> Lord we, willing. We might be able to get DW to listen to some more country music. I might be cool. able to yeah. do that. I might, I might just surprise you. You never turn know, him into but. a big country fan. You never know. That's it. All right. Well, thank you. We're gonna take it on out. Thank you. About the clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you. Till we meet again.